0: Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Jared Bednar, live from Denver. No, actually, I'm Shang Peng, but I am live from Denver. This is the backdrop, the Avalanche backdrop for uh, their post-game press conferences. Anyway, Shang Peng, Editor-in-Chief, San Jose Hockey Now. Uh, find my work also at MEC Sharks and on Twitter at Shang underscore Peng.
1: And I'm Keeg McNally. You can find me on Twitter at halfwall underscore hockey, my website half-wallhockey.com, or at San Jose Hockey Now. I don't have as cool as a background as you, but um, that that does look pretty nice, actually. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool, right? Good to take some questions from, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you are recording. Yeah, I can after... see myself.
0: There's, there's a TV right over there where I can see myself because I guess they have like a live feed uh, of you know, whoever's sitting up here. So it's like uh, it's like you can check can check need. your angles. Uh, I can yeah. check 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 my angle. Yeah, actually, I'm just just for fun. Can you see it? Oh, there you go. There, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There I am.
1: Yeah, Shang <laughs> okay. has infiltrated um, the the Colorado campus, getting um. all the secrets
0: <laughs> of the the twenty twenty two Stanley Cup champs. But anyway, today we have a a, a fun, interesting podcast. We're going to talk about should the Sharks trade Mira Ferraro? more importantly, not the question of should, but if they were to trade them, you know, what would be the kind of offer that would be uh, reasonable, I guess. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, and um, as always, we're gonna. Uh, start with a little bit of, uh, I guess, news of the week. Cover a little mm-hmm. bit of, of what's going on with the Sharks um, since we last talked. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how the Sharks have been performing. Um, some mud, or some murmurs about Couture uh, and his injury. Um, about the Jack Stuttnika trade. Um, Storm going on IR. The scratching of Anthony Duclair tonight. And finally, World Junior Championship talk. Um, before we get into the furrow trade. So it's going to be a fun episode. All right. Where should we start? Uh, Last week, we started with sharks are good, question mark. And I think this week we can say sharks (laughs) are bad.
0: Not good, question mark.
1: (laughs) Not good. Sharks are bad, question mark. Sharks are not good, question mark. I'm not wearing a jersey this week. I'm wearing a hoodie. I wasn't upset with anything the sharks did. I think they needed to keep pace in the Macklin Celebrini standings. Um, but I'm not certainly not happy, especially at the last two games. They and they sure did, Joe. So. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did in the last two games. They just it was a little bit hard to watch the last two. Um, a little bit uh, lifeless, I'd say. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, at,
0: at times. I mean, I think tonight was really a tough beat with uh, bad calls that I wrote about. I, I, as you guys know, I'm very rare about the referees and focusing on that because i think that's often bullshit stuff i mean you lose because you're a bad the sharks lost tonight because they're a bad team ultimately if they were the call avalanche maybe they could have overcome the bad calls but when you are a bad team and you're playing the refs in the first 10 minutes of the game that certainly doesn't help
1: yeah and um they did a they they had that glint in their eye that maybe they they do those comebacks from last week mm-hmm. uh, at some point during this game, but it, it kind of just folded.
0: They scored uh, some goals there, right? So yeah, uh, Tommy dido made, made it close. Yeah, they actually yeah. played pretty. I mean, score effects and all that, but after mm-hmm. McKinnon made it four to zero, they actually played pretty well. I think obviously mm-hmm. the Avs likely took the foot off the pedal, uh, which helped. Sure. But uh, the Sharks started playing uh, better hockey uh, uh, after that. Um, and I think, well, one guy I just want to shout out just for just for the hustle. I guess we'll talk about with the declare stuff, but Justin Bailey. Uh, I might write about mm-hmm. it, but I, I thought that he made a, a really uh underrated play um to kind of get the sharks going in the game. Of course it was after they're down four to zero, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but so a a little a little late there, I guess. But anyway, uh, I I I've, I've liked how he's just in general how the Sharks have performed. Uh, we are seeing a better William Eklund than we did at the beginning of the season, obviously. Not just Absolutely. um not just the Winnipeg one timer, but another actually uh, on uh, Hurdles, I believe second goal tonight. A great Eklund one timer that, that that hurdle was able to put, or maybe it was the first one. I don't remember which one of Hurdles' uh, goal power play goals, but off second one, yeah, off another beautiful yeah. Eklund uh, one timer, and <clears throat> slowly working on, on a story about that, just how he's upgraded that. Uh, also yeah. with clips of uh, not-so-flattering one-timers from one-timers from last year uh, from from William. But also, too, actually something else I'm working on is sort of uh, the five-on-five piece. And I know a lot of people uh, have mentioned that, you know, he's grand to power play, but what about the five-on-five, right? And so, yeah, working a little bit on, on that, too. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway.
1: Yeah, I think he's coming along. And even that five-on-five, I think there's a lot that's, that's improved, especially his board play and his physical play, mm-hmm. which we've talked I about so. a lot, but... Yeah, he's. I think he's I think stronger, he's I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, Bailey was an interesting addition to the top line tonight after um, uh, Duclair was scratched. I um, you know his his hustle is is fantastic almost always. Um, and I remember one play today where he um he kind of like sky hooked a puck accidentally mm-hmm. instead of getting it on net, and he just like was beating himself up about it. And I just I don't know. It, it seemed like he does have a it, he's very competitive. I think is the best way to put it. Um, yeah, I but, think he's a guy
0: that knows he's twenty-eight, so he knows mm-hmm. that he, there's not gonna be a lot of uh, chances that the NHL can right there. And and he's I think I think he's playing like a guy that is true yeah, every day trying trying to stay up here.
1: Yeah. Um the coyotes game honestly was so boring. <laughs> like it was just like <laughs> anyway, not to recap every single game, but I think that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. reasons why um uh, it just wasn't a very good week from a, a winning perspective. Yeah, I
0: do want to shout out Granlin, uh again. Uh, uh, overall, oh, yeah. incredible play. Uh, maybe not so much tonight, but um, I think a lot of the last few games. I I couldn't believe I was tweeting this, but I he's a guy now when he has the puck. I just watch like I, I'm drawn yeah. to it and and uh, playing with so much confidence now. I don't know if it'll last. You know, it's not. I was trying to think of other examples of guys in, like, 31 who suddenly turned to first-line centers when they've been second- or third-line centers for their entire career. There's probably very few examples of that. So, I don't know. He could just be on <laughs> on, on a heater now. But it is some yeah. heater, though.
1: Yeah, he's doing the, um, like, the Connor McDavid walkthrough four people every game, it seems like. <laughs> you know, like, including the one that got, you know, uh, called back against yep. uh, Arizona. But, yeah, and he looks great on the... we said this last week he looks great on the power play at the top of the diamond there which is unexpected from how bad it looks at the beginning of the year and now how? but good like
0: we talked about he was he got hurt right and so n- mm-hmm. now we can see why the sharks thought that was a good idea uh, because they yeah. thought that it would be healthy mikhail Granlin, uh I, I, at the point there and now they're getting that healthy uh, uh and yeah he's been pretty good
1: yeah be interesting to see as we get closer to trade deadline what the the rumors are about granland and I, um, think that, I think or... something
0: could happen there. Um, you know, I think uh, I will say, we'll, we'll save this for, for another show, but Key mm. and Hurdle have been very, very valuable for Zetterlin, for Eklund. Um, I, part of it is, you know, those are both... Uh, uh, Hurlow uh, and Granlund are both uh, excellent pros, but also too they're they're good players that are 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 really elevating their their line mates. I think both of them right now, and this is sort of the the runway for guys like Eklund and Zetterlin to succeed in. And so, I, yeah, so I think that 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 will give you some pause in in just letting mm-hmm. them go for anything. Especially a a Granlin who I think there, if he keeps this up or anything close to this, and I don't know if he will, you know, caveat, you know, career high, I think 60 something points or something like that, right? So right now he's, you know, playing like a point per game player. And so I don't know if that's really, really him. But uh, if it is though, at uh at at his contract he's actually becomes a bargain even if there's misgivings because oh he's been traded twice and he struggled in his in his new surroundings twice right and so so that's gonna kind of uh lower his value a little bit but um overall though yeah i think that is gonna be really interesting if he kind of can kind of keep this up
1: yeah um the yeah the other ideas basically you keep him for another year because he's gonna be even more movable oh, sure. he continues to be um, you know, playing to this level next year when he only has one more sure. year left. Oh, or I'd
0: say so. even close, right? Like no one's expecting yeah. it to be a point per game. But if he is the the grandland that the Penguins thought they were getting, um mm-hmm. a Grandland that scored sixty-four points two years ago, that is that's worth five million. That's a good second line center at
1: at at least. So Yeah. Let's see if Boston comes knocking. <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> all right let's talk a little bit about um another center uh, another center logan oh actually
0: Kutcher. i thought, yeah we're actually all all centers for uh, our first couple of topics here
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah we are we got stanika center Kutcher, of attention yeah grandland hurdle has been looking great as well but oh anyway, yeah we always yeah, yeah. Kind
0: of um, but let's Brandon, talk a little right? bit yeah,
1: about uh, a little bit about uh logan uh couture um so there was some um like a kind of a I guess not bombshell article, but like a little bit of a, a article that came out that basically just said that he had experienced a very rough injury and there was like some dark thoughts about returning to play basically, which is interesting. That, that, mm-hmm. that, yeah.
0: Yeah. That uh, Logan uh, had concerns that he'd never play again, but those are, yeah. those are really his concerns. Like the medical staff, I, that the, he explained it. Never, never thought that It's just more about, uh, were yeah. like you alluded to just his mental state right and yeah it was uh he did open up uh, a bit there uh, about just sort of that mental state when you have an injury that um that uh you just there's no timeline so
1: yeah it, it it was interesting to me just because it's pretty rare that NHLers, while they're still playing kind of talk about the injuries that they're going through like Mm -hmm. um and he's still kind of we still don't really did it is (laughs) but like just their mental status behind the injury you know that's Mm. that's something that doesn't really come up a lot uh, other than concussion stuff like Mm -hmm. concussion stuff gets mentioned a lot because players will come out and say yeah good that's all the time yeah and that's nowadays um as opposed to 20 years ago. ago yeah but um for this kind of injury it's interesting he's like i don't know if i'm ever gonna play again but it seems like Maybe we're getting closer to a couture return. What do you think?
0: I believe so. He continues to skate. Um, I checked today just to make sure because uh they keep saying that they're taking a day by day kind of. And so if he feels Mm -hmm. not good one day, which is kind of what happened in October when he had a setback that he was skating a bit and he had even uh kind of jumped on uh after practice to skate around a little bit and then he didn't feel good and then they shut him down for basically the month of November. Um, but yeah, he can use to skate, and it looks like he's doing harder skating. Um, I think on Thursday, uh, I I put out video of uh, a Jumbo was helping him out. Dell was out there, right? Pretty cool video. But he was skating pretty hard. Mm-hmm. He skated forty five minutes, uh, so it wasn't just the, the video that I showed you. He was doing some hard skating too. And so yeah, ho- hope hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully he can he can come back even just for just for his mental state, obviously, right? Um, you, don't, you don't you don't want a player to be on the shelf. Uh, with whatever injury uh, that he has. But anyway, on his injury, I, I will say that I, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm working on it. I have some sense of what it is, uh, but uh, I've been also refuted uh, a couple times. So I think I have a general idea, but I want to be sure uh, mm-hmm. uh, before before I say it. I may And I may not get a chance to before it comes out. But uh, anyway, uh, I know a lot of uh, fans are wondering, oh, how come – you know, how come they're not being forthcoming? How come we don't know what his injury is, right? And uh, I don't I, I don't know the answer to that specifically, but sure. uh, I am doing my job and and trying to figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess the joke among Sharks fans is that Joe Thornton was day to day with like an ACL tear once. Um
0: a oh, that was a knee. Ago. Oh, that was a knee injury. Was it a, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, so the? oh that ACL was a knee, right? A C L tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember that.
1: <laughs> so that's Maybe the, that the twenty eighteen the playoffs. Is. Yeah, he kept yeah, the coming out the for sharks. warmups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this We're, is um, this you're... is
0: regular season though, so there. I, I yeah. don't know if there's quite this reason to be quite this secretive, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. we will learn uh, that there was a, a reason for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, I am excited though. That that video with Jumbo gave me gave me a, a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's good to see the old guys back. And, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I I like Jumbo's retirement plan of just kind of uh, do whatever you want, man. That's kind of it. He's just like <laughs> hanging out. If he wants to be on the ice one day, sure. If he wants to, you know, not be around the arena for like three months at a time and, you know, be somewhere else, be in Switzerland. Yeah. I love his go-to hat want, too.
0: A lot of people have commented yeah. on it uh, uh, that he went with the reverse retro seals, uh, a hat mm. that he never actually got to, or cap, that he actually never got got, got to wear, which is kind of a shame because obviously mm. Joe Thornton in his 40s, uh, he, you know, he, he, he was... No, I want to say he wasn't alive when the seals <laughs> were no, on the same yeah. age. But uh, he's yeah. If anybody was gonna 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 rock a seals jersey, um, yeah, should it, be jumbo. He would have looked great. He would have looked great in it. So. Yeah.
1: Speaking of more centers, Sturm Center. is on IR.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's going on? Uh, what's going on with Nico Sturm first, and then we'll talk a little bit about the trade that uh, probably was inspired by Nico Sturm.
0: Yeah, um, I believe it is hand or wrist. Uh, based on the video that I've seen and and other things, I think a, a fan mentioned that that he saw uh, ice pack on the right after the injury after Sturm got tangled in the boards. But even without True. that, which I can't verify that uh, that uh, that eyewitness account, but. Just, you know, he came out to practice on Thursday, but without a stick. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You know, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so, so there's, there's, a, there's a, good chance that that's, that's roughly where it is. It is week to week. It sounds like, um, sure. and they're not sure. So it could be worse. It could be better. Um, hopefully he comes, he p- comes back soon, because he's a big part of sort of, uh, uh, what the sharks are trying to do. And they're just trying to be competitive. And, uh, obviously we know Nico is a guy that works his ass off again, uh, case in point Thursday. He's injured. He's clearly not playing. He's probably not traveling. He comes out and he skates the entire entirety of, of, of after after practice when Couture came out. Carpenter was out there too. Lindblom was out there, and this I wish I had taken video of it. Uh, it was actually funny. Like uh, Logan would be taking breakaways and Stern would be following him, trailing, mimicking uh, Couture and and pretending like he had a stick. So when Couture would shoot, uh, 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 Nico would shoot too, and <laughs> that just that's the kind of that's the kind of guy that you want your your young players to see that um to see that kind mm-hmm. of um uh dedication uh to staying fit to uh, watching the best players uh, out there like uh, like like you sure. was doing showing a uh, uh, logan there and just uh, just the whole whole bit of it i, I thought it was uh, really really uh just really really cool uh but in terms of us uh, the uh, who the sharks uh, acquired um yeah uh, you know tonight was was a little bit of a, of a rough beat for him too uh, with all the travel was he he, he he's been on and both uh, jack and uh quinn agreed that he just didn't really have a pop of uh, legs uh, i did see though i uh, definitely worked hard uh, um you know made some good defensive plays but yeah couldn't couldn't get much going offensively and hoping to see more of that from him um yeah and i think uh, also too i think it's interesting that how responsive uh, Greer has been in the last month or so to sort of the obvious needs of the Sharks. Um, mm-hmm. After 12 or so games, right, the Sharks clearly needed a, a power play option. Uh, that wasn't a power play quarterback option, right? Uh, you know, they're using Kyle Burroughs there. No offense to Kyle. Um, great guy, works hard, but not he's not, he's not a PP1. I've uh, been probably PP2 in the NHL, but PP1, sure. I mean, that was a that was, that was real reach. And I, it was affecting other parts of his game. At least according to him and Quinn, that when you're trying to put pressure on yourself to to be this guy that you're not, you start to kind of lose 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 focus on the stuff that you're actually good at. And. 100%. So Greer picked up Addison. I think a part important part of the Addison deal was, uh, just like with Tanika is a guy with some upside, a guy that can do specifically what you need. Addison can run a power play. And also, too, the acquisition cost is reasonable. No one is suggesting that, that Micah should trade a first-round pick to bring in, or even a second-round pick, to bring in Adam Boquist or whoever, right, if, if that's the cost mm-hmm. for Boquist. Uh, but uh, Addison, a fifth-round pick, and Raska, um, not not a high-end prospect. Uh, for Stanika, a sixth round pick, and Tichek, a guy that's kind of fallen out of favor, also. Uh, this these no. are these these are the kind of traits that you have to make to just be fair to your team, to be fair to David Quinn. Uh so he doesn't need to keep putting out Zadina and and, and Cunning as centers, guys who are winkers first, keep putting out Burroughs on his power play. And it's kind of a contrast to the preseason where when I directly ask Greer, what are you going to do about your, your, your power play here? You don't have a quarterback <laughs> and, and I, Mike's not, not, not stupid. He, 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 he knows what he has, but his, his answers will still uh, I'm always going to laugh on He's just like, we'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe he, I, I kind of like that though. Like he's being a little like he's, he's addressing the, the needs as they come. Um, I like what he's doing now. Yeah. Giving uh,
0: the the dozen games of runway there that wasn't fair. I mean, uh, even
1: though I helps I in ask, the tankathon, man,
0: it does. But <laughs> even though kidding. I asked, I asked Quinn about his job security. I mean, yeah, that zero ten and one start was not helped by having a, a power play quarterback of uh, your number one power play quarterback be a guy that hasn't been on a power play since the AHL, and I think probably second in a power play at best in the AHL. It's not even Jacob McDonald, who at least. Was a top AHL PP quarterback at the very least. It wasn't even yeah. that would have been valid, but but you know Jacob was was hurt for a lot of that that first dozen games or so, and so I understand what you're saying about the tank, but
1: yeah, he can't. No, just... I was mostly mostly tongue in cheek there. Yeah, uh, but it, it was, it was it's, pretty it's,
0: bad. It's almost disrespectful to to your guys who're working. You're trying to tell your guys to work their ass off, right? Uh, for not much reward in terms of wins, right? But sure. you're not giving them anything to to work, not even any upside. And so Addison, you understand. Like, okay, yeah, like okay, he's not Eric Carlson. We all get that, but <laughs> he's a guy that's young, has obvious talent, and he can get better. Okay. Sure. I get why he's here. Uh Stanico, same thing. Um, he's he's not he's not Nico Stern right now, he's not Logan Couture. but He's young, he's got upside, and he actually plays the position that we need help in. And yep. uh, you can see from Gru's side too that of course you don't want to give up a lot. And so no one is again expecting him to give up a first, a second for for you know William mm-hmm. Nylander or whatever, some pie in the sky solution to, to your problems, right? Um, but Six-round pick. Everyone's like, oh, why give up a six for a guy who was on waivers? Different roster situation than a month ago. Stenico was on waivers a month ago. Sharks didn't claim him. Also, too, and I wrote about this, um, the Sharks are pretty up on contracts. They have 49, I think. Teams, that's a a big deal. You're only allowed 50 of them. So teams like to make trades one in one out in terms of contracts and so Chichek, sure. who had less value than Seneca, and arguably maybe even negative value in terms of just where he is at a prospect or as a prospect right now um you had to probably attach something uh a little to four 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 to the canucks and- yeah but you'd
1: also don't need to move because he doesn't affect the cap like other than he, he does affect the roster limit but he doesn't affect the cap so you don't have to move t-check so no like you know have to saying- no
0: for the contracts no no you do have to because because then oh yeah yeah, you, yeah. I, I meant if you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna make
1: the trade contracts yeah if you're gonna make the trade yes mm-hmm. um but i was saying like he in his inherent self doesn't have negative value because he doesn't affect the like the cap of the sharks the only thing well, that like it has I, I would argue this, he might have negative value slot. is is
0: the con well he's he's a player with a yeah. contract slot that right now is not performing at a contract slot level even with the Barracuda mm-hmm. to be to be honest right and so that's yeah, that's like, negative value Stanika actually is like, at least an NHL caliber player of course uh, you know fringy but entry caliber and also was is helpful in the AHL too if if he's like very helpful he's a top line yeah. player in but you the could AHL. also wait like
1: yeah. five months and then you you have enough contract slots to do. Probably whatever you want, unless yeah. And, but, and I think this also goes back to, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the there the other argument is you basically mm-hmm. because you want to make it a a little more fair for your team, like you mentioned, because you want to make it a more well-rounded roster, even a losing yeah. season that's probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, you then still wasted assets. Like so, there is an argument that like
0: well, maybe it wasn't.
1: Me... They, like, if you're nitpicking that much, it's like that's the the argument against. Well, let me let me let me let aspects. me make,
0: make pick back though. You're talking about picks that are so replaceable, Six, mm-hmm. fifth. The sharks are going to get back, back back at the deadline probably. I mean, probably again, you so. know, again, this is not. I get it if it's a first, a second. If you want to even complain about cutting for a third, I mean, third is still sure. It's a decent pick, you know. Uh, but uh, sure. uh like uh, a sixth, mm-hmm. a fifth. Those are so especially the the Addison one, the fifth I think is is like in 2026 or something like that. Sharks are gonna mm-hmm. have multiple fifths in, in that time. If they want to, they may not want to, but um, so that's yeah, like yeah, you lost an asset, but if you're gonna replace that asset in, in, in no time. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not talking about assets are hard to replace. A second for Aiden Hill, you can kill the sharks for that. A third for Cunning. I like Cunning, but I understand uh, why 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 that that's uh, that's sure. sort of an issue. But a sixth, I I was told this actually uh, when the Sharks traded for Lane Peterson, which he traded a fourth for for a guy that I don't think scored a goal with the Sharks. Right, it's terrible for the Sharks to be honest. Right, all in all,
1: yeah. it's
0: very bad. I remember the fourth was so far in. I think it was like twenty twenty four, the the fourth, and the, and the trade Probably was the Peterson. Yeah, but 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 the trade was for the. Peterson played for the Sharks the 2021 22 season. And mm-hmm. so, and so, and so, and so, uh, executive told me just straight up like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, yeah. like, like, uh, it, it's not something that that matters. Like, like the Sharks are going to recoup that fourth easily, especially in the future. You know, as, as we know, the later in the future a, a pick is, um, yeah. the, the, the less value it has because you're going to be able to recoup that, especially if it's a, non i
1: guess there's pitch. a there's also a difference between like recouping and then like you could just have an extra one you don't need to just like Well, i i cause... get what you're
0: saying but then but then so then with with the stanika though and addison you get a guy that can fill the role is uh you know is is respectful to to the rest of the team that's working their ass off right and also to have some upside like it, they can work out. Addison maybe is 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 gonna pan out to be a a good player mm-hmm uh NHL a playoff caliber player Stanika is still young enough that there's that runway there, right? So it's not like they're throwing yeah. six round picks at a uh, 34 year old center just to fill yeah. a spot, right? And so that, that was that's be, a big
1: difference. That's
0: a sure. big difference. Like, i actually remember years ago as um, as a Kings fan And this is so long ago. I may not have all the details right, but like I remember, like they were so they had like a year where they they had to play seven goalies. This is like fifteen years ago. You can look it up. Sean Burke was one of them, Mm -hmm. and um, that's how long ago it was. Because Sean is now the the goaltending director for Vegas. But anyway, I think they 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 tossed the pick. Uh, They 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 had like they had to play like seven goalies that year, and they were so injured that eventually they traded a a, a pick for Sean Burke. And I think Sean Burke, that was his last stop as an angel goalie, I think. And so he's, he's like 40 years old and they Mm -hmm. traded like maybe a a fifth for that. Let me make sure about that. But, you know, and I get in that case, like, uh, there'll be a little more, even though even though the, the Kings back then, this is 2006 or seven, I'm looking up right now. Uh, Burke was 40 and the Kings are doing what they can. You know, they've had so many goaltending injuries that year. Just be, you know, respectful. Um, oh, and actually I was wrong. They just picked them off a of waiver. So I'm wrong about that. But I'm sure we can find examples of like 30 something guys that, um, and I can understand the shark sense. Oh, why, why give anything up for this guy, right? But you're giving it up for Addison, 23 uh, Stanika 24 also fits in the philosophy that we've seen with Greer in terms of taking chances. Z- Zadina 2018 pick, right? Taking swings on these guys that were really highly regarded uh in those, sure. in those draft years, right? But now they're up up against uh, waivers or up against all that kind of stuff, right? RFA status, all that kind of stuff, right? And okay, you know, there's 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 going to be a good chance, not a guaranteed opportunity, as we've seen. Uh, You know, Zadina got sent down to the fourth line, but. Not a guaranteed chance but you can get a pretty good opportunity at some some pretty good playing time and let's see what we can do with it
1: yeah uh i personally have no problem with the trade i think it was fine um i just was saying the argument against it is is that is that you're a rebuilding team there's no they're not very good arguments
0: though (laughs) that's what i'm trying to tell you (laughs) well
1: it is still an argument though they're a rebuilding team you need as many shots at the shots at the dartboard is bo- or darts at the dartboard as possible. You're going to that, get those shots
0: area. anyway though, right? And then, okay, let's talk about Minus the rebuilding. Minus <laughs> yeah, but Yeah, but you yeah. let to talk about the rebuilding aspect, right? So you're going to mm-hmm. tell uh, uh, William Eklund who's working his ass off that like he's got he's to throw it back to the point and it's Kyle Burroughs. Again, no offense to Kyle Burroughs. What, what does that do for oh, the yeah. rebuild? Well,
1: there's also a huge difference between Kalen Addison and Jax, Danika in my mind because Kalen Addison is like a, a very, very, very clear need. Uh, Jackson, is a fourth line slash AHL player and, and he's 24, but like, that's what he is right now. He yeah. is. He's been that since he's coming to the league and I don't, the, the, he might turn into something more than that, but like you could probably either a find that guy off of waivers, any given week of the NHL or B go sign a guy. If you want to go sign Joe Thornton, I don't care. Not really Joe Thornton, but like a guy mm-hmm. that's like farther on his career. If you really mm-hmm. needed to have a fourth line slash AHL player, so that's the argument against. It's like I think Kalen Addison is like perfectly reasonable. Bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. and there, there, there is a good point to that too. Like there yeah. is way more likelihood, or there's at least a smaller likelihood that he could turn into something important than you know, thirty-five year old whoever they sign off the streets kind of thing. But. Um, right, and, and again, and it, it, the you thing mentioned is the, like, pick,
0: but the click but the pick is so replaceable, yeah. that—that is—that is the philosophy. I'm not just like kind of trying to defend the sharks. A lot of team, I think, team guy like, who told me it was a team executive. That's just the philosophy. That picks like that, those are just dime a dozen. Of course, that's, that's why right. you trade a fifth for a Nick Benino or whatever, it, it, like, mm-hmm. or that's that. That was what, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's what I think. What I don't remember how that came along, uh, Pittsburgh or Montreal or whatever, right? But anyway, though, like. You just give those up. A guy can help for for the team that's giving up mm-hmm. that fifth. You get a guy that can help you, you know, win a playoff round, win a playoff game, whatever, right? And you're yeah. gonna you're gonna you're gonna recoup that fifth if not this year, next year, or you can recoup at the draft. Or I mean, these, there's a lot these, of ways. These aren't these yeah these aren't any picks to to worry about. I get what you're saying about the shots, but like,
1: uh, I mean, that's yeah. the argument. But I I think it's fine just because how young he is, and also not that he's like. Gonna turn into much, but it's it's still a fine bet. And there's also the the whole Mikey Asimont philosophy, where you picked him off off waivers and turned him into a fourth round pick. Like who knows? Maybe it's Jack Sednika's right, turn to done. to turn into something more than I don't know a waiver claim. So and he's right. he's already done well on that kind of. We're, we kept calling it like dumpster diving or gar- garbage bin hunting, but he's already done that already with like Emberson and and uh, with Asimont, like right. guys off waivers or. Dudes who are waiver claims that he's turned right, into so, good assets. So yeah, that, that Could be that, fine. that
0: that was lost with Addison can be up because mm-hmm. Raska is not much of a we can agree, it's not much of a prospect no. loss, right? Chi is not. And you get rid of a financial yeah. contract, right? Which um, the sharks were you know happy to do and you know uh, maybe sorry that they gave out. The, I want to say sorry but like just like that like didn't work out you know the the uh, to the to the best possible outcome these mm-hmm. angel contracts right and so ready to move on from these guys right and uh yeah you can you can turn uh that fifth into something better from Addison in the future and Stanika if he you know he his ceiling's not not high high but can he be maybe a 3c one day if he does become a 3c one day then that's pretty valuable that is going to be worth a lot more than a six and yeah. so yeah i just i it, it's it's nitpicking yeah it's um
1: because you again, also have him under control as well because he's an rfa after yeah. um whatever so i think it's fine um because yeah. the it, there is something to be said that even in the future if you keep stanika that maybe he does fill the specific niche of needing your fourth line or call mm-hmm. up guy. If he becomes a, a
0: good, really like a playoff caliber for flying center, like a Nico Sturm, sure. And that's, that's going to be a well worth a trade. And then again, of the course. other part about it is like, yeah, how can you keep telling your Tom Ostrittles uh, and your Willie Mecklen's, like, yeah, you got to keep working hard when you're mm-hmm. not giving them anything to work with? When you look over, like, yeah, yeah well, we have two guys there. Uh, who shouldn't be playing center and Zadina and 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 Kunin, and
1: you guys can't. Yeah, Zadina at center was an interesting. I mean, there's no choice. It was just interesting to to see that written down on the on the roster sheet. You've like, been okay. Oh, I'm
0: actually writing about that. Yeah. But that's that's another that's mm-hmm. another topic we should. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I just didn't expect it. I I, I was just did not. Uh,
0: After Stern went down, it made sense. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It, it, it made sense to me.
1: Um. I think Quinn made a comment after the game that Stanika didn't have his legs under him. He even made the comment, yeah. too. Um, yeah, they both so did, yeah. One game doesn't really mean much. He didn't stand out, but it's it's literally yeah, one game, either. so we'll have to see. Yep. Um, I think it's fine. That's, that's my trade grade is fine. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: I, I i agree i'm not trying to say it's some um, mm-hmm. it's the heist of the century i just don't 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 get why anybody would be upset about it um i mm-hmm. the waivers part i kind of get but i think I, I i explained that in my story and about giving up the pick though again that pick is just doesn't you're gonna you're, if you want to recoup that you're gonna recoup that pick like so easily and so those, yeah. And the other
1: thing, like if you're yeah. sitting there in the sixth round, this happens every single year, sixth and seventh rounds. Like you just trade,
0: you trade back. Round. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: because yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't back. like who's here. Yeah. Or like the team will be <laughs> like, Starts yeah, we're famous done. With and our, Doug
0: Jr., right? Yeah. Yeah. Just kept, our, we're yeah, done with like our draft, but do you want Powell our, do you want our seventh? year, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, if you really got a guy that you really want there, you'll, they'll find a way to pick him. Mm-hmm. But, yep. Um, I still, uh, Because I am a draft guy, I like just the thought of having so many draft picks. It makes me happy. Again,
0: you're gonna get them. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, I know.
0: (laughs) The Sharks are are playing better, so you're gonna get your pick some some way somehow. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the first non-center to talk about is Anthony (laughs) Duclair. Um, we're not gonna. I I don't know how much you have to say about this. Um, scratch. But Anthony Duclair was a healthy scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, this uh, tonight against um the Avalanche. Um, was this specifically one single play that did it or was this kind of like a a total
0: call no um i i, I should have asked actually yeah uh, actually that, that wouldn't be good i didn't ask i meant to ask uh, um because Quinn said um he actually uh, uh, let the let the cab bag not to us uh, but yeah. he let it, he he told uh, dan risanowski on i think it's what's 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 the show called Their... there uh, they're, they're, uh i don't remember uh, but uh, the morning show um, yeah 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 uh, the the anyway um so (laughs) yeah sorry but anyway yeah (laughs) it's a show that dan does after or before every every game but uh basically he said that yeah that play was a big part of it and obviously it hurt the sharks because they lost one to zero but there was other things that they've been wanting from him and so i think maybe that play was uh how do you say it um uh, straw mm-hmm. that broke the camel's back a little bit right sure so no it wasn't just 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 one play um personally um i i think it's it's what you need to do um actually if we talk about rebuilding and and whatnot right like that's the example that you need to show Fabian Zetterlin, william ecklin uh down sure. the line that that kind of and I, I, I didn't see it in the replay, and I didn't see it live because I was I was, I was, I was watching Grandlin, uh, uh you know, deep people out. Zetterlin gained his own, and and, <laughs> and yeah, and, and mm-hmm. on, on a, yeah, uh, did a good job on that play too. So I wasn't watching uh, Duclair, so I I honestly don't know, but that's what they saw, and um, I had to imagine that for them to that I mean that must that must be pretty much accurate because otherwise uh, he he would have been playing um, tonight, uh, Duclair. Uh, that's a pretty you know, big step to, to scratch a guy of his caliber, of his uh, sort mm-hmm. of uh, his, uh, his uh, name, sort of name brand kind of. Right. And so sure. I think I think I think it's great. Uh, I think that it's again, the, it's not not to like put him in a doghouse or, you know, put him back to the next game. But you need to show especially rebuilding. This isn't uh, game 77 and you're trying to make the playoffs. You need your best. Right. You know, you're, you're two points out of playoffs, uh, five games left in the season. You're not, you're not worried about setting examples or teaching lessons. Mm -hmm. You're just putting your best players out there. Uh, But this is a rebuilding year and this is the right example to show um, that even that even a a Anthony Duclair can get scratched or even a Mm -hmm. Willie Eklund can't get benched for a period or two. Right. I think these are all, these are, these, this is exactly what you need to do as a coach. Um, to, um, yeah, to yeah, to 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 mold uh, the the right players.
1: Yeah, there's um, when sharks were the more dominant last week. I think there were times when Duclair looked really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. so he looked uh, engaged. He had uh, a little bit more drive, I think, to his game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it was all there in the. The game that uh that he played the coyotes game and then yeah. um but he has been putting up more points so there is that he has he been has been, I mean, if you want to talk
0: about pure points though uh but he had a nice little sure. tear in, in uh in uh the the tri the, the tri-state games he had five yeah. points in three games there but then the last four games just one assist so
1: yeah so yeah might be time for a sit down especially when guys like grandland are being consistently better than they were in the beginning of the season, and. Um, He's kind of been up and down still so yeah maybe it'll get a little bit more consistency out of him all right final uh sharks roundup of or sharks news roundup is uh my favorite topic it's the world junior championship <laughs> coming in about um 10 days i think is the start date from now yeah um,
0: right after christmas December 26th yeah
1: it's gonna be a amazing tournament we have uh finally gotten some rosters which um include uh for team canada jake furlong for team sweden we have matthias Havlid, uh, philip b stats for team usa we have will smith and eric polkamp team finland we have casper Haltonen confirmed mm-hmm. as well um i'm very excited i am super pumped for for furlong i am um, i uh Basically went on a little bit of a dive trying to figure out how likely it was to see if Jake Furlong was going to make this team Um, Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of reports people were saying that they liked his stuff and you know there's been, um, you know, we've we've talked about this for a couple months that um, his improvement has been pretty impressive the past year Mm -hmm. Um, So I went out and I paid Hockey Canada $15 to watch the (laughs) U-Sports versus Team Canada live stream. The U-Sports versus Team Canada warm-up live stream. 15 Canadian, So it's like $11 in America. Um, And uh, it's only in French. So I understood absolutely none of it because I don't speak French. Um, But I enjoyed every minute of it. Business commitment, guys. This is commitment. You know, you got to do what you got to do to watch the games for, for prospects. <laughs> this the kind of um, commitment
0: you get on the Stanley podcast.
1: <laughs> and I watched Furlong games. Um, he looks good. He has a specific role. And I think people didn't understand that coming in because people mm-hmm. looked at Furlong and went, who the was Furlong? Like sitting next to and Right, Ward he doesn't Dyke have the points, and... right? He's
0: not Cagnoni, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, he's not Cagnoni. He um, he doesn't have this like offensive power of mm-hmm. Ty Nelson or whatever, whatever. But he he plays a role of a of a tournament winning defender, which is a guy that's going to be in your bottom pairing, but going to be on your first power penalty kill. It's going to allow your rest of your guys that are actually going to play on the power play to like put up points and you know run run rough shot over the ice. Where he's just kind of there to cool things down, and um, it's an interesting role for him because on uh, he might be playing the
0: the Patrick Swayze role, uh, cooler uh, roadhouse. In Roadhouse, yeah,
1: um, he's just there to chill out, you know. Like, it's not that he doesn't. He plays a much more active offensive role for Halifax, um, because he's kind of like your do-it-all defenseman there. But mm-hmm. on this team, I think he's going to be kind of that that steady as it goes kind of guy, and I like that.
0: I got to ask you though about watching mm-hmm. you. What can you get out of that? Because okay, for me, uh, <laughs> uh guys, when I, I watch action, like let's say I'm watching AHL okay, game, sure. I'm trying to figure out if this this play means anything like Gushin does to me, right? What I always look at mm-hmm. is who he did it to. And if he does it to some AHL lifer or some guy that is going to be in the ECHL next mm-hmm. week, I, I don't pay it yeah. any mind. I don't, I, don't, I don't even comment on it because it's like, well, he did it to somebody that he maybe kind of should do it to. But if, yeah. if, if a Gushin is, is doing something to tackle against a Dustin Wolf or uh, some other top-notch defenseman mm-hmm. that's going to have a long angel career, then that's like, okay, that, that means something. And yeah, so well, what, what I can think you get the, from watching for uh, long uh, dominate U Sports?
1: Well he did so he didn't. So this was this was the <laughs> okay. specific team this was specifically the Team Canada like selection camp against the yeah. U Sports. Well, I understand the first that. game, yeah. So, yeah. So the first game team get actually won. The second game they lost like six to one against Esports. Sports. So like I think the guys are also older um, that come from the U Sports. So it's like they're playing up in age. Yeah, yeah. Um, Playing NCAA but worse kind of. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but they're most the dudes are older. Okay. And I wasn't really looking for like what he's doing against who he's playing against it's more just how mm-hmm. he fits on that team and why he's oh, being put in role. those situations yeah. exactly oh, okay. so that's what i was looking for was the role that he's been asked to play and i was like mm-hmm. does he fill it better than all those other dudes are filling it and, and the answer was yes and that's why i thought he might make it um and he did so uh I but bet it was no not about, like or
0: podcasts or media right or anybody paid to I find, watch Jake Furlong, U Sports. So again, this is good kind of commitment. I that, find that it, it, I find some very
1: interesting ways to watch Sharks prospects because <laughs> it's not it's not as easy as you think. I pay for. Um, no, I know
0: it's not easy. That's that's, that's why like, I'm laughing, but I also am giving you uh, Ooh, a props for your Nico Sturm-like effort uh, to mm-hmm. to to watch.
1: Uh, grinding uh, the
0: here. Full, yeah, the full the full breadth of the, the Sharks uh, prospectum.
1: Yeah, we're we're grinding here. Um, when she start, you're for grinding. Like Swedish... I, I'm not spending ten bucks for that. <laughs> when you start paying for Swedish J20 hockey subscriptions, you have a you have a you have, you have a, problem, a problem, right? So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I enjoy it. So it honestly was it's just because it was such a cool little it's something different. Like I can watch CHL yeah. games all the time, and they're kind of very the same. This was just what are you paying for all Svenskan
0: games when Jonathan Dolan was tearing it up there?
1: No, I didn't. I did not. <laughs>
0: I, I, I don't think he, I had as much been, I don't right. think
1: I had as much disposable income then like not okay. that I have a ton Fair. now but like yeah. I think I was a lot poorer well then. you've got to ha-
0: you've got to have a lot if you can uh, if you're spending you uh, mm-hmm. sports so I mean <laughs> that
1: $11 American is, is burning a hole but that is kind of ridiculous for like one game that's pretty sport. high
0: yeah yeah for one game yeah. I mean yeah yeah
1: anyway um Jake Furlong made it we're <laughs> also Eric Polkamp made it which we thought he yeah. might um and it's been confirmed that uh, they like Um yeah, which is kind of cool. I'm actually really excited yeah, to run. see. Yeah, do you role. think he'll he'll play
0: a lot? Um, I don't know too much about the rest of the. the I the think so. The team I gonna think say. he's going to oh.
1: end up being their their bottom uh, right D. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to be him or Renzel, and I think they'll switch mm-hmm. out a little bit. But I, I think it'll end up being him. So okay. Um, we're going to try and get a little bit of a preview show before the World Junior Championship, yes. probably our next um podcast so
0: oh and one one more note too and it's actually speaking to the theme of furlong and where guys Mm -hmm. fit on a team being more important than just pure skill or pure points or whatever right so let's go back to uh the tale of quentin musty and i reached out to chris peters where everyone knows chris peters needs no introduction and i asked him about uh why musty didn't make team USA in his opinion and this isn't that far uh from what uh uh i drove Keegan to his knees to, to agree with the last (laughs) podcast. But uh, Chris uh, texted me. He wasn't going to supplant any forward in the top nine, and he's certainly not going to kill penalties or be a fourth line guy. The depth of this USA for group is exceptional. So it was a tough year to try to make it. He has a good shot next year.
1: Wow that's honestly pretty much exactly what i said that's what and you said after knows, i
0: drove you to it all right yeah
1: if anybody knows um chris peters he, he knows a lot about this team usa team so yeah, i think that kind of puts it in there he'll make it next year like i am sure there's so many guys that are not going to be on that that right. forward group that the he's definitely going to probably be in the he top six just, he's
0: giving you the like the 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 the, the face the that the smiling face right now to to us but in the inside that the tears the t- tears are flowing so
1: <laughs> Talk about me?
0: Yeah, the, yeah that that I'm that fine. meme.
1: <laughs> I just wanted like one more like high-end offensive prospect because I'm, I'm super pumped for guys like like for a long and, and pole camp to make it um and we're gonna see will smith up against the best which is gonna be great but i wanted like one more guy to watch but
0: well anyway. you know too bad uh quentin is
1: not danish or something like that or german <laughs> <laughs> He would have made it right i do think beast i do think beast gonna do very well but we'll talk yep. more about it on our our yep. preview thing okay. probably next week sounds good yeah
0: let's get to the meat of the episode
1: all right so We're going to talk about a potential Mario Ferraro trade and um, the pluses, the minuses, maybe some Mm -hmm. of the comps of what defensemen like him get traded for the past decade or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just what scouts have to say about uh, the idea of a Mario Ferraro trade or what, what people you've been talking to. Sure. Uh,
0: well, I'm gonna go uh, first, I said this actually the, the last episode a bit, but I love Mario Ferraro. Um, I love the intangibles. I actually think he is an underrated player. Um, so first, with the intangibles, uh, I I reference stuff like um, in practice uh, in Florida, they were practicing, and he and William Eklund were going hard at each other, and they were mm-hmm. you know, it was it was unusual for 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 a practice. And then after the drill ended. Um, Ferraro was banging on on on, on Eklund's shin pants, not to hurt him, but just to tell. And he, <laughs> I, I asked I asked them both about it, and Faro was just saying, "Like I was fucking telling him that he's so good, do that in a game." Yeah. And I, I I love I love that story. And then there's a story I told about uh, Dave Dave Allison, his coach at Des Moines uh, Des Moines Buccaneers uh, before Farrell got drafted USHL, and they're doing drills, and Faro skating his his ass off after the drill is over to get back into the line only guy was doing that and so Allison asked him why, why are you skating so hard back to the line you don't need to and Farrell says I'm just trying to get some extra conditioning in um mm-hmm. so many examples uh examples that I, even tonight um Mike Hoffman late hit and yep. Farrell without a dot takes on Curtis Mc, Curtis McDermott is uh, with all due respect he's a monster <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I covered That's McDermott that. when he was Ontario rain he he it's a rough was, out He's yeah he he's he he is not the he's probably the last guy he could argue be the last guy you want to take on in the NHL. He's not only is he huge but he's mean. Um, mm-hmm. and some guys are just big, right? He's he's mean sure. too, um, and so <laughs> Farrell I think is uh, Montgomery's a good six inches taller. Uh, sure. McDermott is, is is a heavyweight, just he's just not not a guy that, that he mess with. And Farrell goes goes right at him. And he gets the extra minor, which I thought was a very, very bad call. Um, but um and Farrell's said after the game, I would take that penalty and the extra, even obviously Farrell didn't agree with the extra penalty, but uh he sure. would do that all day long. And that's he loved that kind of attitude. And it's not just about he's likable or whatever, right? It's also about how that influences and affects and teaches and grows other young players uh, on on your team and so I I think that this is so 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 valuable with him Um, the piece about him as a player um, and I've said this many times and I people do disagree with me on this I'm gonna get to that in a second but I think on a good team that he is a middle pairing defender Uh, he is not a top top uh, uh number one defenseman he is with the sharks uh, out of necessity and that's sure that's tough uh, uh, on him i i think uh but i think he's a very good uh yeah he is a very good one-on-one defender one-on-one uh because mm-hmm. he is fast uh he is strong and he I think is is a smart defender I think he does get lost in the team kind of team defense right he does do too much that uh, a lot of times but that happens when your team is not good and you take it upon yourself to to try to change things right and Mm -hmm. he's not Eric Carlson so it doesn't often work out and so I think that's something that he has to work on uh, whatever team he's on the Sharks or a much better team that he has to work on uh, playing within himself more and I actually think he's done that actually a pretty good job of that the last few weeks or so but um anyway so that's what i think is his ceiling is and so in terms of just like uh, uh i think he can be a good defensive middle pairing uh, defenseman now, obviously you want to pair him up with a better puck mover because he's not a great puck mover but even with that though i think he makes a good first pass and he does sure. yeah it, he skates well so that does help him attack the net and do things like that and so he does he's not Mm-hmm. He's not totally lost offensively, and he's not bad with the puck. You know, some defensemen we see in Sharks have a couple of them to be honest uh, sure. that are not good with the puck. And so, if you can't make that first pass ninety-nine percent of the time, you're gonna have problems, no matter how big, how physical, whatever you are, right? And that's not a problem that Ferraro has. Um, so he makes a good first pass uh, usually too. Um, so I don't know. Should I talk first? Do uh, you want to first hear about what yeah? Stouts are well, saying, guess- or do you want do you want just my opinion of what? The uh, you know, sort of. Well, I guess I. The trade I value I agree
1: for with, Ferraro. We'll talk about, I guess, what the what the scouts say about about Ferraro's trade value. But I I agree yep. with most of what you're saying. He's a great skater. He's a great in the locker room. I think the more that we talk about Ferraro, the more he's that fantastic I'm fantastic in the locker room. Though. Let's, let's give him. Yeah, yeah. He's not just. The more, more I'm, good, I'm moving away from from trading him for. And also we're going to spoil a little bit later on, but Mm -hmm. the trades that have come out about or in the past decade related to him, Mm -hmm. like players Mm -hmm. like him, like him, most of them, most of them I would say no to. (laughs) So that kind of says something about where I think, what I think his value is too. Um, I have been hard on him because I I think he has been put into situations that, that don't benefit him. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but let's hear a little bit about what other people have to think about or what okay. I have to say about him.
0: Okay, so uh, this will this will delight people who, who aren't uh, Merrill For All fans, but it is not unanimous that people think what I think uh, about him, um, that sure. this is a guy that is a sort of a uh, a middle-pairing, can be a middle-pairing guy, that that sort of thing, right? Um, some of the, the scouts I talked to, they, they like him as a not, not a not a bad bottom pairing guy, but like as a really, really good bottom pairing guy, uh, um, as you know, a, a playoff caliber bottom pairing guy. Um, I like him better than that, uh, obviously. Um, and it, 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 does actually speak to what I've suspected about, about, and I'll, I'll get to this a, a little bit more in terms of one of the comps, comp trades that, that, that I've seen in, in recent years for a guy like Ferraro. Mm-hmm. But, um, I wonder if, if there is a little bit of, of, of the Sharks are, are hoping for more for, for Ferraro in a trade. Than, than, uh, because it's not unanimous. Like I said, this isn't like a Thomas yeah. Hurdle. When Thomas Hurdle was coming to free agency, where I didn't talk to anybody who who did not like Hurdle, did not think a lot of him. Whether they thought he was yeah. a true first-line center or more of a second line. But for, uh, yeah. You're getting a first-round really pick
1: plus for Hurdle. Right, First-round right. pick plus. Meyer, same thing,
0: right? Exactly. Right right uh and so that's this isn't what I'm that hearing way. yeah that's what I've been hearing for years about Ferraro and so that's that's why I thought it was kind of curious that report by elliott Freeman, just um, teams gunning for him and the Carolina mm-hmm. making coming hard but what does that mean by sort of like the offer like how good are these offers really is, is, mm-hmm. is my question and so there are scouts out there too. Talk, we've talked to who are more in the line of what I think that he could be a pretty good middle pairing defenseman, uh, with the right environment around him. Um, but either way, though, like I said, it's not it's not unanimous, right? I think I think that's that's the overall point of it. This isn't one of those things where Kimo Tommy, where where everyone's in agreement around the league about the caliber of the player we're talking about. And so in terms of just the general sort of values I I I got back um and we'll talk about sort of uh, uh comps in a second but um a, a couple of scouts said yeah I can see a second round pick for Farrell." like that's mm-hmm. that sort of that sort of uh, uh their value oh actually too I wanted to also promote our buddy uh, Jason DeMers uh, he did something called a mic'd up uh recently you can see on his Twitter where basically you ask him questions um, on this app called Mike Up, and he'll answer it uh, directly. Um, cool. And so, anyway, I I I used the option to be. See, he asked me if I had asked him a question on it, and so and so I said, well, this is a good chance to ask uh, Jason Demers, uh, uh, long seven hundred games uh, in NHL as a defenseman, what he thinks about Ferraro. And he said that he saw Ferraro also in the same way uh, as a very 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 good bottom pairing guy. I, you know, if we're thinking about a championship caliber uh, bottom pairing guy, guy like maybe like a Mac Green, that's one guy that, that comes to mind for me. Uh, that, that's sure. that kind of caliber player, even though those are, they're different type of players. Uh, but he said that uh, considering everything with Farrell his intangibles, all that kind of stuff. And let's not forget Farrell's 25. He can very, very much be part of the next good Sharks team. He's, his age range, I mean, he's a year older than Fabian Zetterlin. And no one's talking about training tra- tra- Fabian Zetterlin. <laughs> right everyone's True. happy with a found gold with with Fabian Zetterlund. Yeah. so anyway i mean um, he has more points than timo meyer he year. does he does he does so <laughs> so, so the mayor's also said that for himself he's thinking more along the lines of a I mean, what he would take uh not what he mm-hmm. thinks the value is uh but more uh he would take a first or a second so that's 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 his his thought sure. of that um um but I guess I guess before we get to uh, sort of uh, uh trade comps, though, um, I think for yeah. myself, uh, you know, going on along with what the uh, mayor's uh, uh, Jason was talking about. um this is a rich uh, uh, ask, and I don't think you're getting it uh, because uh, and I think, again, that's why. You, oh, I'm not I'm You've not lost your background. Name,
1: right? <laughs> no, you're not. Well, the li- no, the, the, the light with is a really bad, big TV yeah yeah Just yeah, yeah. Out now really i've got the
0: blue mind. screen behind me yeah so mm-hmm. connecting connecting guys right. we gotta we gotta
1: finish this podcast soon yeah well, i know i know out. that's that's that's, that's what, <laughs> what, what i'm being
0: told here i think um <laughs> anyway though um so i lost i lost i lost my thought i lost my mojo when i lost the <laughs> um
1: basically uh
0: <laughs> there you go what would you take
1: what would you take
0: thank you yeah right yeah <laughs> um so, you know, going with, 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 with what, what I was told by multiple people that, yeah, second round at best is kind of what they're thinking, right? Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take just the second floor for Mario, uh, just because of, I think the intangibles are real sure. and um, he can be part of the next good Sharks team um and i think all those things combined that if you're taking him for fair fair market value which i think is fair i don't I'm not saying he's, he's a better player than that necessarily i think he can be but we don't know that because he hasn't he has for for one part he hasn't been put in a position uh to be better but also too he just hasn't been he hasn't yep. he hasn't risen above sort of his circumstances and so I, I, so I think the second is a fair mar- market, market value, but I don't see a point in, in, in taking that uh, for a guy that I like so mm-hmm. many of his intangibles. I think he has upside, like I said, so I think so. I understand people don't think so, or I understand that it's split, but I believe he has upside um, and he is young enough to be part of your next good team. And so why trade that for anything less than a first? Um, but again, I don't know if, that, if you would get that, but... There is a comp that I'll get to where it is actually possible. And sure. so I maybe that's what the Sharks are, are hoping for. Um mm-hmm. yeah, they're hoping that someone will sort of uh um yeah, uh, around the trade deadline, someone might buckle. But anyway, uh sorry, I've been I've I've been uh I've been raving about my my Mario love uh for my Mario Mancrest <laughs> for a while here. So what do you think you got? So were there
1: any other um were there any other realistic um things that people said or was it kind of like second round pick is like the the max kind of thing or were people just like yeah. or some people saying like fourth you know fifth whatever
0: no no one really said fourth fourth or fifth um i i, I mean third, uh, maybe yeah i mean third. i mean when you say second at best right then that's sort of yeah. like oh maybe you'll get an off third, but you don't have to take it you know yeah. um so I think second was sort of uh, sort of the generally consensus of of of, yeah. of like the best thing you you would get um, yeah. uh, at at you know if a team really liked him and really wanted him on their bottom pairing uh, to really solidify that for playoff run. Uh, but that's another thing. That's another curious part though about the the Friedman report. Uh, if 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 I'm not saying this is the, it's really half the league, but if half the league thinks that Miro Ferraro is a bottom pairing defense, even if a really good bottom pairing defenseman. 3.25 million is a lot for a bottom pairing defenseman. Right? Mm-hmm. I uh, think I don't, yep. and so that that doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you think he's a he's a middle pairing guy, then three point two five million makes sense. Then, and that's becomes yeah. a you know very stuff very very easy to stomach. But three point two five million for a bottom pairing guy that that actually detracts from his value. And so, so there's something yeah. t- to me about all, all that like. Uh, so I guess I'm saying, uh, sharks, uh, uh, sharks fans. If you're thinking that you're going to get a mint for Ferraro based on the Freeman report, I'm not so sure. I, I again, yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Um, whether or not, whether or not you like the return for uh, Meyer, I know a lot of people didn't when it happened. They thought that the sharks uh, should have got more or whatnot. Looks right? good but, now. But it was a lot though. It was a lot of stuff though, yeah. right? You know whether you know there was not maybe a leaked piece or whatever, right? Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff, right? Um, so. Anyway, um, so I'm I'm not I'm not sure if you, if you get that for all. I could be wrong. Like I said, I, I have one comp that I found that I found really interesting. So do you want to get to that? Uh,
1: yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I I will talk a little bit about the the comps that I found. And this isn't an all inclusive list. I'm sure there's many many more. Yeah, but these are just guys that I saw that were. Um, but go ahead. Go with uh, the one that you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah,
0: I I looked the the last five years at defensemen that were uh, traded for first or second round picks and. Okay. Um, Sort of what kind of defenseman they were and that sort of thing, right? Oh, and I did want to add too that oftentimes when I ask scouts trade values, I usually just ask them draft pick values because that's sort of easier. Yeah. And also too, uh, scouts don't want to talk about specific players, especially specific players for their own team, because that that hmm. becomes sort of a, a dangerous sort of game for them. Uh, yeah. If if they're sort of found out, or if it's leaked, or if, if some if, if someone looks looks on on my laptop one day and sees who I'm talking to or, or whatever, yeah. right? And so usually we just kind of keep it with uh, with with draft pick values. It just it just gives a good sense. Uh, if you think you get a second round pick for for a player, well, then you can kind of equate a play, an actual player or prospect to that too, right? And so anyway, I just wanted to add that note. Um, so looking at at, at at recent trades, where it was a pretty direct trade for for the defense, not like the Eric Carlson, uh, the recent one the Sharks did with the Penguins, that's too convoluted, right, to even compare, right? Um, of course, yeah right but you know pretty direct trades right um i think even a little convoluted but the Provorov trade is this summer the Chikrin trade last year was pretty direct in terms of just assets in assets out right no turb team involved that sort of thing right of um so chick got a a first and a conditional second and another second right so possible another first i guess but basically one first and two seconds right uh yeah. Philip Ronick is a, another another one. Um basically went for uh a first and a second. Um let's see, there are a couple more down the line I wanted to get to uh before I get to some kind of contrasting examples. Um mm-hmm. you know, Orloff went for a good amount last year. There was their team involved to help reduce the salary, but uh but the caps got back a first, a second, a third. Um Damn, good trade. Yeah, so these are these, these, it gives you a sense of what, and you look at the minutes that Ferraro plays, and he plays as many minutes as these guys. Um, maybe not quite yeah. as much. He's not a power play, but he plays 23, 22 a night, right? Hampus Lindholm uh, a couple of years ago, Anaheim, uh, Boston, fairly direct trade. Obviously, salary retainment a part of it, but that, but uh, Lindholm went for a first and two seconds. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is what if you look at a uh, ferraro's playing time you think oh maybe he should get this right um but of course uh ferraro is not and no disrespect to to uh to mario who uh, like i said i love i love yeah. his game but he is not any of these guys all these guys yeah. are, are two-way <laughs> guys right uh, all these guys are guys that they may not be top power play guys but they're going to be second unit guys um yeah. at worst um, and some of them are for our top unit guys. Um, so all of them play a, a good two way game. They're not sort of one way, right. Or more defensively oriented, like, like, like Farrell is. So, so it's really sure. tough looking at those examples to think that you're going to get a first back, but yep. <laughs> so there's, there's the butt part. So I, I looked at trades basically the last five years. And so that's, that is what what I found for the most part, if, if you're expecting a first for a defenseman in a fairly straight up deal, then we're talking about a guy like a Chikrin or a Seth Jones, or a guy that is sort of thought of as a pretty clear, if not one, a clear two defenseman.
1: Of course. And is there any other ones?
0: Yes. So sharks fans. So here's, here's, (laughs) uh, here's what you're hoping for. And this is the offer. If you get, then maybe, maybe this is, this is what, uh, what my career is hoping Mm -hmm. for. So. Last trade deadline, uh the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired Jake McCabe, Sam Mm -hmm. Lafferty, and they got a couple picks too from Chicago for a first round pick and a a top 10 protected one, but still a first round pick and a second round pick. That's the that's the that's the the basics of the deal. And looking at McCabe, McCabe is older than Ferraro and uh um the, the money was was it was was uh, was was better there um, but because of of retainment uh, but or retention. but McCabe uh in terms of his how he's used though, isn't that different uh, from a, a, from a Ferraro. McCabe is uh all p all pK, all defensive, no power play. and so that is okay. You know, that so there, there was a, a recent example of, of, of something uh, something like that. And we so we got one, we got one, we got one <laughs> nice.
1: from the very <laughs> and, desperate Toronto Maple Leafs at the yes, time,
0: yes, a very, very desperate uh a Toronto Maple, Maple Leafs team. And so, um, I don't know if 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 if, if you're gonna find the Carolina Hurricanes or any team that desperate,
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> Hur- Edmonton at this point, right?
0: Maybe uh, but you know, the Jersey, probably not even. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey needs uh, uh yes. more defensive defenseman, right? So that that's been mm-hmm. talked about a lot, and so possibly. And if this is what you get back, then I understand. You know, I guess the uh, uh, a comp would be Ferraro and Lafferty is a pretty good penalty killer, so um, sure. it could be a Sturm. Could be somebody else though. Sturm is a little bit pricey, I think, for at four C, but. Uh, but maybe you retain on Sturm because he, oh no, he's got two years left. So yeah, that's actually uh, an issue. So he's not expiring, but, yeah. but you can, you can attach a, a good, like role player with Ferraro. And then, uh, that adds McDonald's. to Ferraro's value. No, not
1: <laughs> the, sorry. The Jay- perfect yeah, sorry Swiss Jay- army knife, <laughs> the Jacob McDonald hype train, uh, continues on, but, um, yeah, so, so
0: that's that's a one comp, yeah. And so uh, if 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 you were to get such such an offer, then yeah, I would I would probably take if you, if you can get that get basically a first uh, for for a Ferraro, mm-hmm. then okay, then then that's an overpayment. And so that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I I would not take what I think is fair market value for Ferraro right now. I don't think the Sharks need to trade him. And mm-hmm. um, again, I I believe he has upside, and no doubt about the intangibles that he brings to a rebuilding sharks that need all these intangibles. I think we can agree on that, that they need leaders. Right. And Merrill is as good as, as, as good as you've got, I think.
1: Um, but if it's an overpayment though, okay. You know, let's talk. Yeah. I also think like, they just don't, there's no one who's going to play 23 minutes a night for the sharks. So, like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, I can't I imagine
0: mean, if they traded Mario. Exactly. What
1: when the what in the world? Who would be trot, like trotting out there for the twenty-three minutes that for our? I mean,
0: hopefully out? Matt Benny gets
1: healthy because he he might be a candidate to take on more minutes because he did last year. He did okay. Man, it, so that'd be that's a nightmare scenario. Like that's just kind of, and and I think the. Uh let's let's run through an exercise. So I have a list of a couple of trades um okay. that have occurred where I took defenders that were similar age to Ferraro, so like mm-hmm. 24 to 27 is what I think I use as my cutoff, okay. or it's like 27 or so. Um that don't produce points. And they mm-hmm. were traded as like a defensive role, basically, mm-hmm. sure. um from 2014 on. So mm-hmm. starting with a Sharks one, Brendan mm-hmm. Dillon in 2014 oh, was traded one, from uh. the Dallas Stars to the San Jose Sharks for Jason Demers, Demers speaking of right? Jason Demers and a third round pick. Okay, so and Demers was a younger
0: defenseman then too, so yeah. Yeah,
1: um, I think Demers was maybe uh, two years older than Dylan, mm-hmm. or two or three years older than Dylan. Um, and so the Sharks actually paid a third, um, mm-hmm. but the Stars got uh, Demers and a third. But would you take that trade in a similar thing if it was a player of? similar ilk to demers that you got back with a third
0: mm, With a third eh, the, the value might be there um i would say probably not it's hard to say because it depends on the player you're getting back obviously right um of course. but probably not um yeah
1: yeah i'd say probably is, not as well
0: you're getting two good assets for arguably the better asset i mean dylan was the better I and mean, in terms of just the value dylan was yeah. the better asset right uh instead of getting just kind of straight up like a really
1: good kind of premium
0: asset in the first round pick so
1: yeah and you're getting older for no reason like tamaris yes. is older so like Wow. right and where the so sharks I, are that
0: doesn't make sense i mean that kind of makes mm-hmm. some sense for dallas where they were because they were still trying to compete makes sense True. for the sharks because they needed cheaper contracts and whatnot right as they were trying mm-hmm. to win stanley cups and whatnot and they saw upside with with uh, with dylan uh which again there, i yeah. see yeah because i i don't know if, if i don't i you know dylan got better with the sharks and i think that mm-hmm. Ferraro can get better on a better team but whether that's a better sharks or a better
1: another team so yeah, that's a good trade though, because it's like uh, there was a lot more growing for Dylan to do. Even though I think he was yeah. still like twenty three or so when he was traded, maybe. That's a good. Um, a good uh, it's a good twenty four.
0: It's good uh, comp or a good hope, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's a reasonable offer for sure.
1: Here's an interesting one: Eric Goodbranson okay. was traded with a fifth round pick from Florida mm-hmm. to Vancouver for Jared McCann, a second and a fourth round pick. Now, Jared McCann at the time wasn't the Jared McCann that we know him now. Right, right, Jared right. McCann he was, was sort of, kind of a like Struggling first round yeah.
0: prospect, right? Wasn't was not mm-hmm. was not he a first round pick
1: of the Canucks though? Uh, yes, to, he was. or yeah, he was, right? was a high second, uh, either one. I thought he was a late higher up, but he was a, he was first, a, yeah,
0: he he was a guy that, that wasn't really
1: uh um yeah, he, 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 he wasn't getter.
0: living up to to his potential at that point. He was, yeah. I think, looked at as sort of like, oh, this guy's you know, kind of mean maybe he's gonna bust a little bit. Yeah, he was a first round pick 2014. Yeah, uh what when was that trade? Is that it was in uh
1: 2016. So two years. Okay, has yeah, a
0: couple of years. They had a couple of years watching him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think people weren't as high on McCann anymore at that point. Yeah. So, so what was it? again McCann. First rounder,
1: It was uh McCann a second and a fourth, um, okay. or good and a fifth. Okay. So I mean, again, it's hard to say.
0: Or... Yeah, it's hard to say because uh it depends on the player coming back. So if you like that player coming back, so if you like the, the mayor's equivalent or if you like the McCann mm-hmm. equivalent that that changes that changes things so um yeah.
1: but not a bad trade, first though, rounder
0: second rounder second rounder is obviously better than the third and the mayors. um i mean the second helps and yeah. so if you like the the how do you say the centerpiece prospect which is mccann i guess in this case then mm-hmm. that's a little more of a maybe yeah
1: let's call it like fabian lee sell or something like that it's like a good prospect for boston that has oh boy yeah i I know people who
0: do not do not like lascelles so yeah actually that's in my recent stanika story that i talked with the scout in 2022 he was like he was talking about boston prospects at the time beecher uh stanika lascell harrison not gonna work out
1: (laughs) (laughs) well beecher i think he's playing for boston so he's doing all
0: right (laughs) well in terms of just like not going to pan out too much Oh yeah. At least buying too. But is he going mm-hmm. to be what 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 they hoped? Is Beacher yeah. going to be what a first rounder? What do you hope to sell? No, I don't know. So. No.
1: I think I think personally, this would probably be the one trade I would probably do. Okay. Um I think this is like what's a, a prospect a very that you like that sort
0: of fallen uh, a little bit, but you
1: still okay. like him a lot. The
0: mm. wondering.
1: Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Like okay. I, that kind of compares to this level, but I do like mm-hmm. Lisa. I watch him with the peeve runs a lot. So I mean, he's fine. He's not mm-hmm. like he's not what I think people expected him to be. But I think I, it was I, I, Lisa, I hear
0: or who who mm-hmm. uh, who I talked to, this was like uh, Brad Lambert, fails uh, 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 from Lissel.
1: Exactly the same player.
0: Individualistic.
1: <laughs> individualistic they are they so. not exactly the same player like to a T, but they are very very similar uh, very, very players. Similar, yeah. So whoever had that opinion is, is very correct about that. Um, anyway, but I think this is one I would take a former first rounder, whoever it is, if I can okay. name a good prospect. But a second and a fourth. So a
0: second it. and Lissell, you you would you would take that deal with a fourth? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, fourth are yeah, they're are the replaceable. So yeah,
1: maybe not Lissell. <laughs> I'd have to choose somebody else. Maybe Brad Lambert. I'd probably choose Brad Lambert over Lissel. Anyway.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um anyway maybe asu Ratu. that's a good one too that, that people liked recently that's kind of okay. fallen out of favor okay he fell pretty far into the second
0: but sure sure uh, actually, i actually don't know how he's doing with, with vancouver
1: i think he he's actually why checked like a little while he had like 15 oh, and points Oxford in 20 games and okay. in, in their ahl team so okay that was probably a week ago okay um 2017 brendan smith from detroit to new york rangers for a second and a third round pick so it's just more picks
0: i thought smith was more of an offensive guy back
1: then i don't think so um maybe i think he still was putting up like no points i think
0: yeah and i remember the hype on him though when these Wings yep. were having so much success with like everybody they were bringing up and so and mm-hmm. so yeah so I used to read about stuff on hf boards about how this guy was going to be the next yep. you know uh a cornerstone of the the, the, the wings defense and, and all that kind of stuff so
1: <laughs> yeah he had put up eight uh Eight points for the range. Yeah, he put up nine points in the. Oh yeah, yesterday. no, he wasn't
0: much of a scorer. Yeah, but um yeah. I'm curious about. I
1: think about there was his, hype at some point about him. So
0: his his special team uh, splits though, just his usage there, yeah. power play. Yeah, he did get some powerful time with the with the Rangers a lot more than than the Ferraro. I'm sorry, with the Red Wings. Uh, he yeah. actually did, did get a second uh, PP two, but but he he did get some PP two. Uh,
1: but he was actually all all, all throughout right. his
0: time with the Red Wings. Yeah, so maybe yeah, so maybe slightly
1: different comp there. Yeah, he just didn't put up points, but he was a well-regarded player. I do remember him sure. being hyped up, so this could be. So oh, anyway,
0: I wouldn't take a straight up second or third
1: though. Yeah, so there's
0: nothing else okay. in that deal.
1: Nope, just a second or third. Yeah, they pretty similar uh, age.
0: The the mechanic example you gave, or even the mares, If you really like the player you're getting back, then okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Even if he's older, or there's other kind of red flags or things you don't love about it, but if you really like that player you're getting back, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. These next ones are gonna be kind of an easy rule out for both of us. 2017 okay. and 2019, Jamie Oleksiak was traded for a fourth round pick. In 2017, he was closer to yeah. Mario Ferrara's age. But sure. um Mark Marcus Petterson was traded from Anaheim to Pittsburgh for Daniel Sprong. Mm. Um but that's that's both like
0: a, kind of considered to be failed for not nah, I mean, being worked out well, right? But like sure. disappointing first rounders at a time, right? Because wasn't Pedersen a first yep. rounder? Or he was a second rounder, maybe, right? But but kind of a disappointing mm-hmm. high higher pick. Sprong, I remember was a first rounder. So
1: yes, for, yeah. So Sprong was yeah. a, a, a high pick that was not panning out, and then right. um, I think Marcus Peterson was a first rounder. But uh, sure clearly, one worked runner. out, and the other one did not. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's and so be, everything matters. Me your person. your garbage for our garbage at the time.
0: Yeah, he was a second rounder, uh, Pederson, mm-hmm. in uh, 2014 for the for the Ducks. But um, yeah. So again, it depends on how much you, you, you like that guy, but chances are uh, you're not going to get a guy. You know, yeah. I, I never like I I, I I don't like the high upside scoring types because they often don't pan out, and if they become just twenty goal guys, they're not that useful to you. Like I think a Ifarl yeah. is more useful than 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 Daniel, Spr- uh, than a, Daniel Sprung than Daniel as he is now as sort of a fringes twenty goal guy. Um, yeah, Ifarl is definitely more valuable than that
1: yeah especially where the sharks are now, I don't think it makes much sense, yeah, um Cody Ceci was traded with a third mm-hmm. round pick from Ottawa to Toronto for connor brown and and uh, sightev. so it's kind of like trading your defensive prospects, plus you get Connor mm-hmm. Brown or defensive players plus you get Connor Brown mm-hmm. um at the time, Connor Brown was good. Connor Brown is not very good right now, but he was pretty right up like right he was kind minutes. of
0: a, yeah, he was like a pretty good uh. middle Middle, six guy and then zaitsev was older but could play some top four but he had a bad contract right or did did, ottawa sign
1: that contract no he had a bad contract and they were trying to go um to get out Mm. of it basically so they they took on cc to get out of the zaitsev Uh, um and also gave them connor or um yeah, that was, I mean, if you get kind of the
0: two players, like a guy who can play in your in your top four, maybe, and a guy who can play your middle six, and they're good, and at least one of them is youngish, and that it, that was Brown back then, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. again, it depends on like the how much you like the player. So,
1: yeah, how much you like him, how much upside is left? I mean, mm-hmm. and then the last one is uh, Siegenthaler from Washington to New Jersey for a third round pick. No.
0: <laughs> not, yeah not okay. that's not, again i don't i don't see the point in in in, in a third um yeah yeah and uh obviously had upside right and so mm-hmm. i again i i do think and i might be in a minority but <laughs> these days i think we I, I, well,
1: I, I think we found a consensus it's first round pick or at my end it's like multiple picks one of them being a second and a prospect that was highly regarded sure you know what? Yeah, that's it. We have made the trade. Now Greer, get on the phone. <laughs> it's all overpayments,
0: though, right? So yeah, and that's why I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced you'll yeah. you'll you'll find that though. I Farrell's intangibles are are attracted to a playoff team. Um, he's a guy that mm-hmm. he, I, I think I think people do agree that he's a guy that you can win with, which is very valuable in this league, and does get you stuff at a trade deadline. That may not get you stuff in the summer, but might get you stuff at a trade deadline. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So I, 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 so it's possible. Yeah.
1: I wonder how much of the, because Minker is kind of, I won't say cleaning house, but he has traded mm-hmm. so many of the Doug Wilson era like guys, right, and like, like a lot of them, and most of them are yeah. prospects, right. But I really wonder how much of that comes into play too. Like, if he really does get the right deal, is he just gonna say, "Well, I gotta get my own guy anyway," and he's just kind of... Well, the difference or is or he likes Ferraro. Is Ferraro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, or is Ferraro so good in the locker room that he's gonna keep him?
0: You know, I, I don't know if he's so good that that he's he, he must keep him, but definitely he he likes Ferraro mm-hmm. though. I mean, don't think he would assign him to the contract that he signed him for, right? Um, so obviously we saw that. He is not fond of a lot of the the leftover guys, and so it's been pretty quick to axe with a lot of them, uh, or trading well. them for or trading them for very little at least, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So not holding on to them and giving them chances to sort of uh, recover or a lot of chances to recover their value, Ayla, Merkley, T-check, uh all the, a lot of guys, right? I mean, that's what always happens in a new regime but he he likes raw. Oh and look, I'm a uh, Mark uh, I'm Mark Malone. Did they now. change it? <laughs> they did. Yeah, it's now the Nuggets.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Back
0: to back champions. Wow, were, so that's yeah. Look
1: at you, man. You're yeah. getting like you're just going all over cross sporting. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> I didn't realize they started so early in, in the night that they uh, they need to I guess they're just setting today. up.
0: I don't know if the Nuggets uh, play play tomorrow here or something. So yeah
1: you're gonna find out that you cannot leave this building that you're actually physically locked in the building you I' can't actually, leave.
0: that's actually happened before I've been trapped in Madison Square Garden there's always there's always one exit at least so, uh-huh. I, so you're never fully trapped but like sure. some buildings any door you can exit and you just close behind you and they don't worry about it but some buildings more secure so they don't allow you to just exit any 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 door at, 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 uh, at a specific time um, so mm-hmm. it just depends so <laughs> so I might, right. I might i might i might i might i might have that trouble uh, uh getting out of here so yeah so if i'm at the ex- next sharks games guys
1: um uh, yeah uh, he's still he's actually me, just find switched me in ball sports. arena yeah find me he's, in ball uh, he's Arena. he's now reporting yeah. on the denver nuggets that's it
0: <laughs> there's everything i need here. there's a shower here uh <laughs> <laughs> free media meal a free it's one of the few places the free media meal which is a big i know it doesn't mean anything to that the, is to pretty cool you guys listening but most nhl uh, uh cities or arenas you visit you got to pay for the media meal uh anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks and which is i'm, I'm not complaining about that but when you get a free media meal somewhere uh, i said this today that i i have i'll never have anything bad to say about the Cronkies. So never, not for me.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I am not. I am not objective about getting free media meals. And no, I don't get those in San Jose. So,
1: Wow, I think I think Mushu would miss you. So you can't. You can't stay. That's true. You can't Too stay. Good. I would miss your dog. Exactly. <laughs> you 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 don't have everything you need. You're missing maybe one or two things. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about Ferraro after our, our trade consensus?
0: I don't think a trade is going to happen. That's just my my feel. I could be wrong, uh, sure. but I I don't think they're. I I think they're angling for overpayment. I don't think they'll yep. get it. Um, and that's my feel of the situation. But we'll
1: see. I I 100% agree. I can't. I cannot picture icing a team right now unless you get back like a vet guy that can somehow also play 20 sure. something minutes like sure. yeah, i just yeah. don't get it that could be I your side says
0: whatever yeah so. yeah
1: your site server so it would have to be an overpayment and i don't think it's going to happen
0: That's yeah feel it's also it. his contract too you know if, if his contract was i talked about it, it's like uh, matt benning if he had the, the matt benning contract mm-hmm. great contract um then okay then then that adds value if if, if, yeah. if you can fit in like like Barclay control how did Barclay control get a first round pick years ago part of it was his contract because the lightning saw yeah. that this guy can play an elevated role and um that's worth a first right yeah. and so but that 3.25 million of files doesn't fit in as easily as good like kind of like whatever control was like 1.9 was he like near minimum or like 1.9 or something 1.1 like 1. 1, 1. yeah
1: yeah, something something in the ones. I yeah, something definitely it's, in, it's, in the ones. Yeah, so it's actually, money ball, about right?
0: That. Oh yeah, no, all everything is everything is contracts, and so again, that's why I don't understand about Ferraro because his contract is not great. It's fine, but yeah. it's not it's, it's not great. Uh, it was actually uh, Goudreau was uh, I think nine hundred twenty
1: five thousand. Not bad. And. <laughs> it was, it was- and-
0: lightning got that for two years at that cost and obviously yeah. they want selling cups with with, with goodwill i think both years right um and so yeah a difference of a is is i don't know if, how different he is as a player i haven't seen him that much with the rangers but assuming he's the same player but now he's making four times the money so that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's 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 the problem that's yeah we talk about contracts and with the salary cap uh that's so so important and so yeah. So if I if was making like 1.5, then I'd be like, yeah, then you definitely hold off for a first and teams definitely would be banging on the door for because is mm-hmm. we're talking about now 1.5 defenseman is 25, who is at worst a really excellent bottom pairing guy. And maybe you think he has upside. Right. And so if yeah. he you know kind of lives up to that a bit, then all of a sudden you have a absolute, not just, a a bargain but like absolute bargain right if your middle pairing guy is making 1.5 and you're in the playoffs or you're winning championships um but 3.25 man i i that's another one that that's so yeah it's i i I don't i all those pieces don't quite fit for me even though again
1: i i love ferraro but all those pieces don't quite fit for me yeah there's ways that you should spend that money i think if you're running an nhl team that's gonna uh, win the stanley cup so
0: exactly yeah
1: all right Let's get out of here. And so you can go home or wherever you're going to go after this. Yep. (laughs) Um, Next week is Christmas. We'll have to talk about when we're going to actually release our episode because a week Mm -hmm. from now, it is Christmas.
0: Yeah. Uh, But we'll
1: we'll have an episode before the World Juniors is probably what's going to happen. Well,
0: so Um, we got to before Christmas then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I hope everybody has a great week. And uh, we will see you soon before the World Juniors. Bye. Bye, guys.